0: But praise the Lord, God is good and his mercy endures forever. His mercy just keeps doing what it does. And I'm so glad about it. How about you? Listen, how much do you love your child? How far are you willing to go for your child? Our children are dying every day. Someone is picking up a weapon and killing our children. And what are you going to do about it? Matter of fact, what are we going to do about it? It's time to stand up. And tell the people, the government, these people who are leading our nation, what we want done. Yes, what we want is Jesus Christ back into our fundamental systems, our educational system, our governmental systems. We want to bring the Lord back into our lives. Come on now, it's the faith power hour where we encourage the lost and the found. To seek him now while he may be found. To call upon his name while he is near. Come on with me, my child, my life, my future. I love my child. God bless you. See you soon. Praise the Lord. God bless to everyone that is under the sound of my voice. God is good and his mercy endures forever. It is the faith power hour once again where we encourage the lost and the found to seek the Lord while he may be found, to call upon his name while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and turn unto God and he will abundantly pardon them, you and me. Yes, he will, yes. This is not just for those who are lost, but these these words are for those who are found, those who know God and for those who do not know God. Because truly we all need to seek God today and we need to seek him for a right way. The right way today is the way, truth and the life, Jesus Christ. And we will not be able to sustain life without him. The importance of us seeking God today is so important because our world is being destroyed. It is being destroyed because of our ways of thinking, our ideologies, and none of them are consistent with the ways of God. And so we have fallen into a yesterday curse, yeah. When I mean curse, I mean the things of yesterday, the things that happened yesterday, the words that were spoken in the Bible, they are coming into fruition. They are happening then and they are happening now. The Bible is the most uh, prolific book that I have ever read in my life, the truth. It is the only infallible truth. And if you don't believe it, what you should do is just read it so that you will come to that understanding yourself that what the Bible is saying was happening before you were born and it's happening right now. And there's no way to deny the truth of the Bible. There's no other book that is able to speak and foretell things the way that the Bible does right now today. Yeah, we're living in those times that the apostles spoke about, those days that the prophets spoke about, they're happening in our times. Today, our discussion is continuing about our children and how do we defeat the enemy when it comes to our children? Remember, we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and high places, yes. We're fighting against Satan, the enemy of all. Yes, all righteousness, the enemy of God who is seeking to destroy everything that God created. Now you have to know this and you have to know that it's true. That Satan is causing this world to be turned upside down In everything that God has done, Satan is trying to reverse it, hallelujah. He's trying to destroy it. And in many ways he is, but I need to let you know that God still is able, hallelujah, to get the victory. And the victory is in his word. And there will be many people who will be lost, but it won't be because they did not know the truth about God, it will be because they have decided to do things their way. And that's what we wanna talk about tonight. If we are to change the situation in our life today, we're going to have to stop doing things our own way. I heard a preacher say that, We can't change anything because uh, the Bible speaks in Matthew 24 of the peril to come. That is true. But the Bible never told us to stop praying. It never told us to stop seeking peace. It says, pray without ceasing. That means continually. Whatever you need from God, you are to go to God while you still have time, I do admit That there will be a day, hallelujah, where you won't be able to call on God. He's going to turn away. Why? Hallelujah. Because it is time, hallelujah, for him to make right what went wrong on this earth. But right now, we all have a chance. Yes, that has not happened yet. Because if it has happened, you would not hear me speaking to you right now. No. Because God will lock my mouth the way he did with uh, Ezekiel. He will lock my tongue in the top of my mouth and tell me not to say a word. So the fact that you are still looking at me and I am still looking at you and you still see your mother, your father, if they are still in the land of the living, you still see your sons and your daughters, if no tragedy has happened to them, you are still able to look in the mirror and see you. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Get with me now. You're still able to look in the mirror and see you. Then you need to continue to pray. You need to call on the Lord that we turn away from our wickedness, that we turn back to him and start doing things his way. I need to tell you that today, hallelujah, our world is looking like yesterday. Yeah, it's looking just like yesterday. The days of the children of Israel, when they made up their mind that they did not want God in their life. We talked about it last time, so I won't go over that again but i do want to bring you to some more pointers to help you to understand and again like i said i don't come on uh uh just to be preaching or or to be speaking to you i come on because god wants me to spread this word and i do need to do what the lord says do i'm scared not to do what god says do so when i get the notion when i hear him speak to me and say, I need you to put this message out here right now, I get up and I do exactly what he says to do. Yeah, so I'm not prophesying. I want to make sure everyone gets this understanding. The Faith Power Hour is not a prophesying ministry. No, it was called to God to encourage the lost and the found. Because I don't know if you know it, but the found, those who are claiming the name of Jesus are doing things unseemingly as well. Oh yeah, come on, let's just be honest about it. Let's not play around with it. We all need to continue to seek God for the right way. We all need to stop the stuff that we're doing that is not convenient for us to do and get ourselves back in the right way with God. We all need to. And those who don't, thank you. And pray hallelujah for me and everybody else yeah I'm not saying that I'm out there doing things unseemly but I don't know what it is hallelujah that anyone is doing all I'm saying is for me to talk like I am better than anyone else is the wrong way for me to approach this message God don't want it approached that way what God wants for me to do is to encourage you the lost and the found that we need to seek God deeper for a right way that we will be pleasing in his sight. Again, you know who you are and no one has to come and point fingers at you. When you hear this message, you just need to examine your life, examine who you are. Think about it. Are you doing things the way that God wants you to do them? Or are you tiptoeing in the midst of darkness and and having your fun and then tiptoeing back out like Nicodemus so no one will see you? Hallelujah, no one can accuse you. But did you know that God sees you? Some of us, yeah, we got that Nicodemus mentality. I can do it in the darkness and still be in the light, but you can't. And that is the reason why our world is being destroyed today. Because the life that you have, That should be in the hands of God. You have taken your life out of God's hands. Yes. And you placed it in your own hands and you have no idea what to do with that precious thing that God created. Yes, he created you. He created you beautifully, wonderfully. Yes, he did. Hallelujah. And that creation, only he knows what to do with it. Each one of us was specifically made for a specific purpose in life. You're not meant to be like everybody else. No matter how much you wanna be like Mike, you can't be like Mike. Michael Jordan was a one of a kind man. Why? Because God created him to be who he is, hallelujah, who that talent that he had was a God-given talent. I'm not talking about the way Michael Jordan lives because I don't know how Michael Jordan lives. But if it's not unto the Lord God, our Savior, then it's not a right way of living. None of us that are living unto the Lord our God and not giving Him the glory and the praise and the honor and following Him completely doing His will, none of us that are doing the opposite are living under the ways of the Lord. You have to be able to confess and repent and be baptized filled with the precious Holy Ghost. And even then you got to examine yourself every single day because the past is creepy, isn't it? (laughs) The past is creepy. It'll creep up on you and have you doing things that you didn't even imagine that you would be doing when you gave your life to Christ. If you don't keep your mind on Jesus, if you don't keep your eyes in the word of God and study every single day and pray every single day, these are ingredients for a life of righteousness in Jesus Christ. Yeah, you don't go and throw sugar, hallelujah, into hot water, hallelujah, Yes, Lord God, and just let the hot water sit there and boil, hallelujah, until it evaporates and become no more. You got to put something in it for it to become something, and I'm trying to let you know when God created you, yeah, when he created you, he put what he wanted in you, hallelujah, so that he can use you for his purpose, yes, he has a purpose for each and every one of us. But somewhere along the line, each one of us said, I don't want to do it your way, I want to do it my way. And then by us taking ourselves out of the hand of God and doing it ourselves, we failed. Why? Because we know nothing to do with what God created. Only God knows to do what he created. No one else can do it. I'm telling you right now, that's why the world is in a mess because we took away from the Creator what he should have been responsible for. And we're putting that responsibility in our own hands. And we wonder what's going wrong. Oh yeah, I heard somebody say it. Well, I'm doing good. Must be doing something better than God. You better start examining yourself and seeing the truth about yourself. If you feel that way. Come on, let's go to the word of God. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter one starting, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, at the 16th verse. Starting at the 16th verse, praise the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today with uplifted hands, bowed down heads, Lord God, knowing that you are the creator of heaven and earth, knowing that you are our Lord and our savior, knowing that without you, we can do nothing. Oh Lord God, you are the vine and we are the branches. And so, Lord God, accordingly, we have to bear the fruit, hallelujah, that is commanded by you, that fruit that you will produce in us, Lord God, and not of our own. If we don't bear that fruit, we will be cut away because your father is the husband man, and we will find ourselves thrown into the abyss of the fire. Lord God, I pray right now that you will teach us today What it is that we need to know to save a dying world. What it is that we need to know to uh, secure our own, our children, Lord God, our families, our mothers and our fathers, our sisters and our brothers, even our friends, Lord God, and our enemies. What can we do, hallelujah, to preserve, oh Lord God, hallelujah, a dying world. Lord God, I thank you right now for your love. I thank you right now for your mercy and your grace. I thank you, Lord God, because you have been kind. Even when we have not been faithful, you have been kind. And the word says that you cannot help yourself. Yes, Lord God, you said you are just faithful, hallelujah, to the core, and that you are. Lord God, speak to us from heaven down to earth into our ears that it may melt into our hearts that we will hear and obey. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Praise God. Let's go. There's a lot of reading, hallelujah, that God has given to me. And so I don't want to be with you long. This is is only an hour uh, session. And so we want to do what God has for us. And I want you to listen. And I also want you to get your Bibles. And I want you to go along with me. Don't let me read alone because you need to feel the power of the word. Yes, hallelujah, as it is being spoken. And the only way to do that is for you to open up your Bibles. So while you have time, I want you to get your Bibles, open them up. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God. Open them up and allow God, hallelujah, to breathe on you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. We're in Romans 1, Romans 1 verse 16. We are starting at, and listen to the words, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yes, the Jew and the Greek. The Greek is you, the Gentile. Yeah, those who are not of the Jewish nation by birth, we are the Greek, we are the Gentile. And this word is just as powerful to you and gives you power just as it gave the children of Israel power and still gives power today. The power to be free, the power of liberty. Yes, and he says here, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We live by faith that what we don't see Hallelujah. Because if you're living by that which what you see, what faith is that? The fact that God makes everything evident to us and reveals to us his deity, his reality. He he reveals that to us. Hallelujah. By the fact that we don't believe, but we feel his presence. We know that it is God working in our lives. A lot of people would say in the atmosphere, that's all right, because the atmosphere is around me and what God is doing in my life, hallelujah, I know it's him and it can't be nobody else, even though I don't see him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, the evidence of God in my life, the evidence that he is working in my life, hallelujah, is the substance, hallelujah, that I am hoping for and that I feel every single day. I can feel him touch me. Yes, I can feel him when he wakes me. I can feel him, hallelujah, when he speaks to me. I don't have to see him. No. Physically, I don't have to see him. I just know he's real by what he's doing in the earth the just shall live by faith i'm living because of jesus christ who died on the cross for me that's why i'm living that's why you're living and you may not be living a life of christ right now for christ a life of salvation a life in christ jesus you may not be but you need to know he still died for you he died for all of us while we were yet in our sins christ picked up his cross carried it to Golgotha and hung there for us, allowed nails to be driven in his hand for you. Even though you're not serving him, he still did it for you. You got to know that he loved you. And it was all about love from the beginning. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 17, God didn't send his son into the world to destroy the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came to save you. He didn't come to condemn you and he will not be the one to condemn you. We will be the one if we are condemned. We condemned ourselves. We can't blame that on Jesus. After all that he has done, do you think that he's going to condemn you? No, he's not. No, he's not. That's a choice that you make. You hear Paul talk about these things. And so that we get it right, it's the choices that we make, hallelujah, that cause us to be condemned. But Jesus didn't come to do that. No, he did not. No, he did not. Come on. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'll read 17 one more time. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith 18 God's wrath against ungodliness God's wrath against ungodliness now you got to understand that because of what God has done in you and in me he had high expectations for us yes he did he had great admiration for us and who he created us to be yes who he created you to be he had high hopes hallelujah and he still has those high hopes today he says for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in righteousness, We know the way. We know the truth. But because we don't want God to have anything to do with the way we live, we took our lives out of his hand and we said, I'll do it myself. But you don't know what to do with this precious thing that you are. As I called you precious. You are precious. And you are fragile. And you don't know how to maintain this life that God has given you. That's why I said earlier, it's not your responsibility. The responsibility is in God. It's still in God, but you won't let him take care of what he created. Oh, Father God. I don't know nobody that has a Samsung that brings it to iPad, or, or who is it? Uh, uh, to Apple to be fixed. I don't know nobody that does that because Apple is not gonna fix a Samsung. You need to take the Samsung to the one who created it. Man, you are. Woman, you are. And if you are going to live a successful life, you need to allow God, hallelujah, to take care of what He created. Yes, in Jesus' name, you can't take your body and give it to the devil because the devil didn't create you. What the devil wants to do is destroy you. I need to let you know the moment that any one of us took our lives out of God's hands, we put our lives into the devil's hand. And the devil is to kill, steal, and destroy. Yes, he is. That's what he's going to do with your life. Again, if you're going and everything is okay, God bless you. I thank God for you. But you need to examine yourself to understand that you have no right and never had any right to take care of your own self. I don't want that responsibility. At one time, I was living that way. Yes, I was. I was living that way, and I made a big mistake. I made terrible mistakes in my life. I'm willing to admit it. But one day, I said, Lord, it's all yours. I'm giving it back to you. And he took me in. He welcomed me in, and he's been taking care of me ever since don't reject the message trying to understand try to understand what I'm saying to you if you're having a hard way to go and your life is not ending up the way you want it to end up then think about it give it back to God the creator because he's the one who created you and he's the one knows exactly what to do for you praise God look he says here Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shewed it unto them. The children of Israel, they knew God was real. I don't know if you know God is real, because I don't know what he has done in your life. But I know God is real, because I've tasted and I've seen. Yes, Lord God, not him, but he showed me in so many things in my life how real he is, and I believe Jesus is real. That song says, Jesus is real, I know he's real, he's so real to me. Yes, God is real. There's another song the old timers used to sing, real, real, Jesus is real to me oh yes he gave me the victory so many people doubt him but i can't live without him that is why i love him so because he's so real to me i need you to know that he's real but if you don't believe it if you're doubting it, why don't you just give him a try so he can prove to you, as he said here, because that which may be known of God is manifest. That means it was made to be revealed unto them, for God have shewed it unto them. He showed them he would not leave you wondering whether he's real. God will prove it to you. Verse 20, and we're in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. We can see it in everything. We can feel it in the wind. We can see it in the trees. We can see it when the grass grows and when the flower fades, we can see it. The grass withers, but the flower fades, but the word of God will last forever. We can see, hallelujah, the manifestation of God's word. We can see what his hands are doing in the world are clearly seen, he says, Paul says these words. Paul says, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. We got to stop making excuses to why we don't serve God and tell the truth. I just want to do it my way. Because I know that there's a God, all of us, hallelujah. Even the murderer, even the thief, he knows that there is a God. He knows that when he goes to steal, he knows he's doing something wrong. And he knows that there are consequences for the wrong that he does. But he chose that he didn't wanna hear hallelujah, he wanted to do things his way. Because we never had to steal because God was the provider. God is the provider. So you never have to steal hallelujah some say well back in the day hallelujah in slavery in order for the black man to feed his children he had to steal he had to steal a loaf of bread he was just that desperate that he had to do whatever he had to do hallelujah in order to eat i'm not denying that But what I'm saying to you is God is a provider. And when we place our hands in God's hands, hallelujah, even a white man, hallelujah, feels that he has to steal, hallelujah, or do something wrong to defend his family. It doesn't matter what race it is. Wrong is wrong. It doesn't matter what color, what nationality, wrong is wrong. We murder, when people are murdered, hallelujah in the street, we can't justify it and say that it was right, hallelujah, when we know it's wrong. The power of God is so revealing that Godhead, the Godhead, the one who is in charge, makes it known to us what is wrong. And there is no excuse for us to say that we don't know him. Yeah, there's no excuse. We all know. And if you don't know now, you know. That's another good thing about it because you are being taught and you're learning as you go along. This is just a message of encouragement. This is not a message of a whip because I believe in love. I believe that love will draw us in. It's with love and kindness that God drew us in. So I'm just speaking hallelujah in the ways of the Lord that he wants you to know today that yesterday hallelujah is becoming today. The way the world yesterday, the way it was yesterday, it seems as though we're living in those days right now. Do you want to go backwards or do you want to go forward? Hallelujah. Listen what he says here. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not. We're always being rebellious against God. The creator, Elohim, neither were thankful. Some of us not even thankful for what he's done. We give ourselves the credit for what happens in our life. I did this enormous thing. I did that. Nebuchadnezzar found out. Hallelujah. He was given the power to be over the children of Israel because of the wrong that they had done for those 70 years. But Nebuchadnezzar got conceited. He got beside himself and Daniel tried to tell him, stop it. Stop it. You're, you're, You're taking credit for something that you should not take credit for the next thing you know uh nebuchadnezzar wouldn't listen but he came out of his castle and saw the great hallelujah uh community that god had built for him and he stood up and he said i did and just as those words fall off his mouth He began to turn into a hairy beast. He began to eat grass like the cows. He began to crawl on all fours. Read about it. Hallelujah. But he came to his senses after those seven years. Hallelujah. God promised to bring him back. After he humbled him and he humbled him and he came back and he began to glorify the name of the Lord. Read about it. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I'm trying to get you to understand. You can't take the credit for what God has done and you need to glorify him. But it says because that when they knew God, Paul said, they glorified him not as God. They didn't give him the credit of being God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Yes, Satan and cast a blindfold on a lot of people today, and that is the reason why you can't see what is really going on in your life. Come on, y'all, let's wake up. Hallelujah. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. In the book of proverbs 3 5 through 8 1 through 8 it says be not wise in your own eyes fear the lord and flee from evil so many times we think we're smarter than god or that we know better than god and a lot of times you may know a lot but you got to remember it was god that gave you the knowledge and the wisdom yeah he gave it to you yes he did but you took it for granted and believed it was you because of your book study and all of those things like that yeah he gave you the education he gave you the smarts to be able to pass your classes and now you done took it for granted that you believe that it's you it's not god and and change the glory of the uncorruptible. The uncorruptible. We changed the glory of the uncorruptible. Remember, everything was righteous until Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. There was no corruption going on until disobedience came into effect. God, hallelujah, they changed the image of the corrupt, incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man. We started worshiping man. We started making uh, statues and and, and glorifying statues and, and praying to those statues. And the Bible tells me that those statues have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. They have mouths, but they can't speak. But if you talk to Abraham, if Abraham was here today, He would tell you that he was once that way because his family was a builder of idols. But one day he heard a voice from heaven and he'll tell you he didn't see anything. He just heard it and he knew it was the true and living God, the creator of heaven and earth. He knew it. Why? Because the power that came from it and he began to be obedient and went where God told him to go, to a land that he did not know. God didn't tell him where to go. God said, just follow me. And Abraham followed him to that land. And when Abraham got there, Abraham knew, yes, he knew that that's where God wanted him to be. In that same land today, the evidence is in it that Jerusalem is still there today. That the nation of Israel is still there today. The evidence is right before us. And his belief and obedience was contributed to him for righteousness. Yeah. But we began to change, hallelujah. And began to worship idols. They began to take everything and put it above God and before God. Their careers, their life, hallelujah, their children, everything that they had, they begin to take credit for it. And Paul talks about it here. He says, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. I need you to understand that a lot of people are saying God said it was all right. That's not what Paul is saying. So we get this understanding right now that he's not saying that God said it was all right. God said, if that's what you wanna do, then you go ahead and do it because you don't wanna serve me. So you you don't wanna take instructions from me, you gotta take instructions from somebody. So if you'd rather take instructions from yourself, if you rather take instructions from that statue, then you go ahead. I don't know what instructions you're going to get, but you got to remember, I created you. If you don't want me to do it for you, somebody's going to do it for you. If you feel that that statue is greater than me and it can do it for you, then he just said, go ahead. That's what he says here. He gave them up to uncleanliness. He allowed them to do the things that they wanted to do. God is not going to make you a puppet. So if you're waiting for God to make you a puppet, then you're wrong. Hallelujah. It's not going to happen. He wants you to come to him of your free will, knowing that he is the one. That's what God wants. If you don't want to believe that he is the one, your life is your life and the way you live it, hallelujah, that's how you're going to live it. There's consequences for the right way and there's consequences for a wrong way. You got to understand whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Don't blame it on God later on. And don't look up and say, well, uh, if there was a God, where is he? Why did he allow these things to happen? It's not him that's allowing it to happen. It is you taking care of yourself. You are in your own hands and you don't even know what to do with yourself. You're confused. And Satan is taking advantage of your confusion. Satan is allowing you to think that you know it all. He's allowing you to think that you got it right. When you know you got it wrong, but you can't see because he's darkened into your imagination. Oh, praise the Lord. Come on, I hope that y'all understanding this. Hallelujah what Paul was trying to say then and a lot of people got it twisted saying that God said it's okay for me to do this He did not say it's okay. He realized that you wasn't gonna listen to him So he just said have it your way if you go to Burger King and you don't want the sandwich the way Burger King Created it you tell them not what to put on it and and what to put on it And that's why they said, Burger King have it your way That's what God is trying to say if that's how you want to live then you go right ahead because I'm not gonna make you live for me. But whatever happens, if I don't like that sandwich, it's my fault. If you don't like the life that you're living, it's your fault. And even if you do like it, hallelujah, you can keep on having it your way. But if you come to the point that you don't like what's going on in your life, Take the life that you are living right now, take it out of your hands and put it back in God's hands. He's waiting and he'll take it and he'll straighten it all out. Yes, he will. Give him a chance. Hallelujah. Verse 25, he says, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Everything that God has done, Satan sought to change it into a lie. That's what he did to Adam in Eve, in the garden. Eve lost the best home. Adam and Eve lost the best home that they would ever have. That home provided for them for eternity. And Satan came in and took that away from them. Everything that they had, Satan took it away because she was looking at something that she could never have regardless of it being there. All she had to do was allow that tree to be there and not touch it because everything else she had. But she just needed to keep going after that tree and Satan saw it and he convinced her against her own lust. He convinced her and she took of that tree. She became disobedient. Look what happened. She got her and Adam got kicked out of that garden. No matter what Adam said, she told me to do it. God said, I don't care. You did it. It's your responsibility for what you've done. It's her responsibility for what she's done. Both of y'all got to leave this home that I created for y'all. They gave up their power. They gave up their power. But she found redemption. Yes, she did. She found redemption, hallelujah, with her son Seth. Yes, she did. She found redemption. Yes, God, she said, has forgiven me. Listen, come on, let's keep going. It says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. God is blessed forever. He is the blessing. Hallelujah. We want the blessing, but we don't want the blesser. We want, hallelujah, a creation, but we won't go to the creator. We're trying to create on our own and that can't happen. You are not a creator. What you do is create a mess. And that's what we're doing. And that's why our children. dying in the streets. That's why our mothers and fathers are dying, hallelujah, in the streets. That's why people are being mutilated. That's why wars are happening right now, because we decided that we don't even want God in our institutions anymore. We are doing it our way, and our way is failing. Our way is failing. He says, have it your way. Your world is beginning to look more like yesterday, today. Verse 26, for this cause, God gave them up unto a vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into which it is against nature. You got to understand when he's talking about the natural use is that ability that he gave to a woman to procreate. Yeah, to be fruitful and multiply. That's what he's talking about. That you had, that was, your body was made for a purpose. And that's why we got little children running around here now. Even Hannah desired children. Yes, she did. And God gave her children when her body was barren. God gave Hannah five more children after she gave that one child back to him. The gift that that he gave to her, she gave it back. That gift was Samuel. And she reaped five more because of that. I'm trying to tell you right now that your body, the woman's body, was made to generate the little children that we have right now. And Satan is trying to destroy those children. Satan right now is trying to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's doing it. But we got to get back to where we used to be, where we are supposed to be, where God had wanted us and his expectations for us. He says here, And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly. It don't work. It's not the right way. But that's what you want to do. Hallelujah. And this is where they get it wrong that he said it's okay. I need you to read this with me working that which is unseemly and receiving themselves that recompense of their error, which was me. The error is a mistake, but that's what you want to do. He, he's, listen, the, the, the fact that we are paying for things that are happening because we're doing it our way. We have chosen to do it our way. We made the decision. And when you make these decisions, things happen. There's consequences for them. So he says, hallelujah. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they just chose, you know what? I don't want to hear that. I'm doing this my way. God gave them over to a reprobated mind to do those things which were not convenient. Listen to me. He he didn't say it was all right for you to do it. He said, have it your way. If that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Remember, God gave us all choices. So you can't be getting mad with people and angry with people because they chose to do things. That's what they chose to do, but you can't call it right. Now when you start calling it right, that's when the evil of this land becomes to be greater because we're condoning things that should not, we should not be condoning. If you wanna do it, it's okay. That's why when the man stole, it was because he wanted to steal. When the man murders somebody, and we know we hate this, we hate when people go in and start murdering people. That hurts. And if it's not hurting you, and if you're smiling at that, then there's a serious problem. And you need to go in the mirror and start looking at yourself. Because the first time that you become a victim in your household, somebody in your family becomes a victim to murder, you are not going to be happy about it. As a matter of fact, you're going to cry all night long, and you're going to say. Was wrong. Believe what I'm saying. I'm not not beating up on anybody. I love you. I'm trying to help you to understand what the Bible is saying so you can do what you want to do, but don't go around portraying like it's the right thing to do. No, it's your choice. Your life was in God's hand from the time you were born. Your life was in God's hand. You made a decision that you didn't want to live by God's ways. Hallelujah. And so you took your life out of God's hands and you placed it in Satan's hands or you placed it in your own hands. You can look at it any way you want. You decided to do things your way. Okay. And that's what God says. Have it your way. Go into Wendy's. And I tell Wendy's because I love Wendy's hamburgers and I'd say to I say to them don't put no lettuce on my double cheeseburger just give me cheese and mayonnaise and ketchup and that's exactly what they do cheese I had that sandwich my way not the way Wendy's would desire to make it oh lord god thank you Jesus do y'all understand the the scripture in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? I know the thoughts that I have of you thoughts of good and not evil to bring you to an expected end. God, when you were born, God has an expected end for you. He has an expectation of your life. He put in you a certain quality that's different from anybody around you, from your sister, your brother, your friends. He put in you a different quality, and that quality is significant for your expected end. But you did what we did. What we done is took our bodies, our minds, our hearts, and our souls out of God's hand and put it in our own hands and start doing what we wanted to do. And it ain't working now because you don't know what to do with you. You have no idea what to do with you. You just making mistakes. And that's what he says, recompense for their error which was meat. Hallelujah, because they did not want to know God. So he turned them over to a reprobated mind. And now the darkness is so fulfilling that they do not understand. Come on, let's go real quickly to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis, praise God. Let's go to Genesis chapter, praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 6, I believe it is. uh, Chapter 7. Come on and go with me. I want to read something for you. It is chapter 6. Praise the Lord. I want to read something to you about yesterday. Today versus yesterday. Listen to this. Because the same thing was happening back there in Noah's days. Hallelujah. And you got to understand, hallelujah, that God was tired. And so he did. They did. They did exactly what they wanted to do till God got tired. God got tired enough. He says, I can't take this anymore. And listen to what it says. uh, Genesis chapter six. I hope you have your Bibles and yet and still, you know, the scriptures just like I do. Uh, If you go to the fifth verse, it says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. See, today, right now, men can't think right. They Everything is evil. Even when you're thinking right, it ain't coming out right. Why? Because you got some type of attitude about what's going on or about what's being said. Everybody's angry about something and that's not the way it's supposed to be but it's gonna be that way as long as we are living life our way. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let nobody believe, uh, don't let nobody tell you or don't believe what they say that you can't turn it all around because you can turn it all around. You just got to have the courage and the faith that turn it all around. He says, continually, the evil is running in their mind. He says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. God was so sorrowful for the evil that man was doing and he's sorrowful right now. The things that is going on in this earth right now, God is so sorrowful for it. You think you can't make God cry? Well, every time you hear a thunderstorm, every time you see the rain coming, that's God speaking. Come on, y'all. We're grieving the heart of God because of our ways. And they did then. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made man. Not that he made a mistake, but what they are doing, he's sorrowful for. And God is a sin Eradicator. He eradicates sin in any way that he could. And back then, in these days, he destroyed it off the face of the earth. That was the only way to purge the earth. Remember, the earth wasn't destroyed, but mankind and every beast was destroyed. Why? Because God said, I need to start this all over again. But he made Noah a promise. Because Noah, hallelujah, endured. Noah's family found a grace in God's sight. It was the only righteous family on the face of the earth. Come on, y'all. If you read it, you'll see that there was no one else found like him. And God could only speak to him. And so what God did, he spoke to him and told him what to do. And his family was blessed because of it. And they were told, hallelujah, they were told to be fruitful and multiply verse 12 of of chapter 9 and God said this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for a perpetual generation every generation to come God made Noah a promise he says I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a token of a covenant an agreement a contract between me and the earth, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the bow, the rainbow, shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which I, which is made between me and you, and every living creature, all over the flesh, every flesh, and in the waters, shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh and a bow shall be in the cloud and i will look upon it that i may remember the everlasting covenant between god and every living creature that's every living creature god says i'm not doing this anymore of all flesh that is upon the earth and god said unto noah this is the token the covenant which i have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth and the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. Every generation, the rainbow was the contract that you see right now that he would not destroy, and he will not destroy with water anymore. I need you to know that this earth will be destroyed by fire and brimstone, but you are not slated for that. By Jesus Christ, you will pluck from that fire. That's if you get repentance and turn from your evil ways and give your life back to Christ. Yes, put your life back in Christ's hands and start doing things his way because he came to die for you. He came that you might have life and that you might have that life abundantly. He came, hallelujah, that you might be able to enjoy, hallelujah, and not live, hallelujah, in the threat, hallelujah, of evilness. He came, hallelujah, yes, Lord God, hallelujah, that he may show you a way, hallelujah, which is right, hallelujah, and divine. He came, hallelujah, that he might be able to take care of you. The creation, hallelujah, that God created from the beginning. He came, hallelujah, so that he can reconcile you back to the Father, to bring you back into a right way with God, the way that you are supposed to be. He came, hallelujah, to get you and me. Isaiah 5, 18 through 25, it says here, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and sin as it were with a cart of rope. Today, the basket of sin is so full right now. We need to be very scared. Let's say, let him make speed and hasten his work that we we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it. There's people right now tempting God. I'm, I did it. You saw me do it. Let me see you do something about it. Because, see, I don't believe you real. Let me see. If you that bad, if you that big and bad, if you God, I done done all this sin. Let me see you do something about it. You can't threaten God because when you threaten God, you're playing a dangerous game. Oh, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. But that's what they do. And that's what we're doing right now today. We're we're thinking that what we do ain't wrong and what what we don't do is right. Listen, it says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We don't even recognize that what happened to our children is wrong. We may think it in our minds, hallelujah, but we don't think nothing about how we're living our lives. And is this, hallelujah, a consequence of my living? Come on. The evil man can go into your schools, into your children's classrooms, and shoot up your classrooms. And you have no idea to think, is it because my life is no longer in God's hands? Is it because I'm doing things my way? Is it because, oh, come on, y'all. There's a lot of because. But what is it? Hallelujah. Can we think about that? Because our children's future is being snuffed out. Why? Because Satan is trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything that we love. And I know you love your children. You can't tell me that you don't love your children. Do what you can to make it right for your children if you don't want to make it right for yourself. Do what you can to make it right for your children. Listen to what he says here. Hallelujah in 21. Woe unto them that, that are wise in their own eyes, thinking they know it all, prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine. And men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify, hallelujah, some people so drunk, they can't even, they don't even know that their children is not alive anymore. They drink theyself to in the morning, hallelujah, till they can't see, and they drink themselves to sleep during the night. Hallelujah, you got to understand that that's Satan, that ain't you. And I'm letting you know right now, that's not you. That's Satan pulling the wool over your eyes, keeping you drunk and un. Hallelujah. Unaware of what's going on in your life. You stagger through life not knowing what to do. Why? Because you are confused. Because you don't know what to do with you. Somebody need to say it to themselves right now. I don't know what to do with me. I'm all messed up in my mind, but there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And if I just be able to open up my eyes, I will begin to see. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus if I just call on him. Come on. Hallelujah. He says they're drinking themselves awake and they're drinking themselves asleep. He says, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Every time you turn around, somebody's going to court and they're getting away with a sin that we know, hallelujah, they shouldn't get away with. And then there's righteous people being accused of nothing. They are being threatened, hallelujah, they are being talked about, they are being persecuted, and they have not done anything wrong to anybody. But we won't, hallelujah. We can't see it, we just do them wrong because that's what Satan is telling you to do. Satan said, oh, did you hear what they said? And, and, and you go and retaliate for no reason at all. For no reason at all. But if somebody, hallelujah, was you're justifying unrighteousness and righteousness, hallelujah, you're unjustifying it. You're saying that they did something wrong and that person who did wrong, the same thing happened at the cross with Jesus. Barnabas, hallelujah. Barabbas, hallelujah. He was able to be set free, a murderer, a killer, a thief. And Jesus who had done no wrong was hung. Hang him, hang him, let Barabbas go. Come on. Oh, praise God. Therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble and the flame consumes the chaff. So their root shall be rottenness and their blossom shall go up as dust because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts and despised the word of the Holy one of Israel. Right now, we just don't wanna believe anything that God is saying. And that's dangerous, y'all. But I think that at some point, we just need to wake up. That's all. At some point, we got to start thinking about what is happening today in the earth. And stop listening to people that tell us that we can't change it. Because you can change it. I'm telling you right now, you can change it. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. You can change it. Don't be afraid to change it. Do it for your children. I'm just saying this right now. If you will, do it for your children. Verse 25. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against the people, against his people. And he hath stretched forth his hand against them, and hath smitten them. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Praise God. You can change it. Give your life back to God. Give it back to Jesus. Let Jesus come in. And I guarantee you, things will begin to change. We all got to get on one accord. But if there's people out there, they're going to be preaching that you can't change anything. I'm telling you, while you have breath in your body, that you can. Because he says, seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I am near." And he requests that you turn from your wicked ways. He requests that you turn from the wrong way and turn to the right way. Even if you don't want to say that the way that you're living is wicked, then don't say it. But do this one thing give your life back to God. Say I'm not living the way that you want me to live. And Lord, right here and right now, I want to live the way you want me to live. Yes, Lord God. I believe that I have sinned and I have fallen short of the glory of God. Lord God, I just want to change the way I'm living so that hopefully I can change the future and make a future for my children. I want to make a future. Yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I don't care what anyone tell you. Our children need us. Our children need us on our knees praying for us our children need to hear that we will go the last mile of the way for them our children need to hear that we love them will you hallelujah will you give god a chance will you give jesus a chance for your children that's what god the politicians already told us that there's nothing that they can do and they're not gonna stop the sale of guns. They're not gonna turn those weapons in. They gonna think of everything that they can just to appease you. But the next mass shooting, come on y'all. You gotta stop thinking, what can I do? I remember Kennedy, that great speech, ask not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? and it's still relevant today. What can you do? Is there something you can do? And I'm telling you, it is. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life. Give it back to him. It's his responsibility. It was never yours. It never was. And all you gotta do is give it back to him. And I guarantee you, things will change. You'll see it immediately in your own household. Yeah, you'll see it immediately in your family and your members of your family and everybody that you know. Yep, because when Obed-Edom allowed the Ark of the Covenant to come to in his house, everything began to change for him. He began to get blessed, so blessed that the whole nation was seeing it. The children of Israel, the Jerusalem, the Israelites, they were seeing it. And they told King David, man, we'll bet Edom over there being blessed because the Ark of the Covenant is in his house. Yeah. Will you say yes and allow Jesus to come live in your house? I want you to know I love you and I care a lot about you. And that's the only reason that this message is going out today. You don't have to listen. You can do whatever you choose to do. And I still will love you. You got to understand it's about love. It's about love. I don't hate you. I just want you to know. God just wanted you to know today that give him back what was rightfully his. Let him be the one to work your life because that's what he wanted to do all the time. God bless you. I love you. We'll be back again. It's the Faith hour. Faith Power Hour. <laughs> Praise God. It's the Faith Power Hour where we encourage the lost and the found to seek the Lord while he may be found, to call upon him while he is near, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and flee from evil. It will be health to your navel and marrow to your bones. God bless you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 See you soon.